welcome back to Life Chats with Liv B. I am Liv, and today I am here with my friend Caitlin. Hi. Hi. So Caitlin is the person behind the YouTube channel, Instagram, and blog from my bowl. So I will let Caitlin introduce herself briefly. Just tell everyone what you do and all of that. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Liv. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, so my name is Caitlin. Like Liv just said, I run from my bowl, and it's a primarily food, but I also focus on some lifestyle-based content. Um, It's all focused around healthy, accessible, and sustainable vegan eating and living. So I post easy-to-follow recipes, things like that. Yes, and I love your blog, and I love all your recipes. And Caitlin and I kind of like started this I feel like around the same time mm-hmm. and we pretty much do everything in our life around the same time. <laughs> like <laughs> we both just bought a house and didn't talk about it first. And just like our closing day was a week apart and like we're both moving in with our boyfriends and it's just like, it's very similar. It it's very crazy. I actually remember, I think I started YouTube a few months before you. Cause I remember when you first started making videos, I was like, who is this beautiful girl? And her <laughs> videos are kicking butt. And she's just blowing up. And so I was like, wow, it'd be so cool to be friends with her. And then we had an opportunity to film a video together. Yes. And I feel like you really hit it off and we've chatted ever since. Yeah. I feel like I'm like forever indebted to Thrive Market because they like brought us together. I know that's true. <laughs> Whenever I like hear Thrive Market, I'm like, oh, like fond memories. <laughs> Yes, it's, not, it's still positive memory, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, we both went to um, LA to the Thrive Market headquarters and filmed a video together, and it's on, well, there's one on each of our channels, and mm-hmm. it was just so much fun, and then we went for burritos after, and it was just oh, like yeah. the best thing ever, so yeah, Caitlin and I have been chatting ever since then, for, I guess like two years now. Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies. Whoa. So yeah, we're both quite similar. And I feel like we both have a very similar outlook on a lot of different things. And so today I wanted to talk about something that's been a super popular topic on my podcast and something that people always ask for more of, which is kind of like managing stress, having like a healthy, positive routine and just like how to get motivated to live your best life. So I'm going to like ask Caitlin some questions. And I also have some things that I personally want to ask you. And then I have some things that I feel like other people will want to know too. So I wrote this down. I just have my book here. That's what I'm looking at. So I wrote down, sometimes I look at people and they seem so chill and happy and confident. I'm like talking about you right now. (laughs) Um, And I was like, and I feel like they don't feel insecure or they don't get anxious or they don't have days where they're like unmotivated and just like don't want to do anything. And I feel like we all have people online that we look at Mm -hmm. and we feel like they're like that. And I feel like you really seem like you have things put together. And I feel like you have a very healthy approach to your life. Well, that's how I feel about you. Um, thank you. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment, but I also feel like social media is a highlight reel and I'm glad that I come across as like cool, calm and collected because that's what I try to be most of the time. However, like in my everyday life, I definitely still have moments where I've been stressed out and like I'm sure as you can relate, we both just bought houses. It's been a very stressful process and I feel like I haven't been as organized and had my like my ish together. Am I allowed to curse on here? Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> okay. I haven't had my shit together. Um, <laughs> but another thing that helps keep me grounded and sane is to have a routine and simple practices every day that help to keep me more positive and Mm -hmm. I will admit that when I get stressed sometimes it's easy to forget about those and I might put those to the wayside but generally I do have some everyday habits um, to help keep me in a more positive mood. So what are some of those habits? Sure so 
my my biggest habit for me would be my yoga practice, which mm-hmm. I use yoga as my main form of exercise, but it's also really grounding and calming for me. Um, I started yoga about two and a half to three years ago. I started practicing it every day and I noticed such a big difference in my mental attitude and well-being because before I was such a high-stress person, I would let the littlest things get to me. Like yeah. I was seriously the most strung out type A person. <laughs> my my best friends called me Hermione in high school and I feel like oh that was God. like really, really accurate. I, I'm grateful that they were friends with me in high school because I was such a stress ball. Oh. <laughs> but, but once I started practicing yoga, I feel like I was able to take a step back and learn to calm down, take deep breaths and see the bigger picture. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there are other factors that play a role in it, but I do think moving your body is important to, you know, releasing endorphins and relieving stress as well. And I think mindful movement is key. So even if you don't like yoga, maybe going to the gym helps you relieve stress. I think getting in some sort of physical activity uh, in the mornings for me really helps. And if the evenings work better for you, that's fine too. But I definitely think some sort of movement throughout the day definitely helps me to feel better. And the good thing about that too is I'm all about approachable self-care. And I feel like exercise can totally be free. You can go for a walk outside. You can do yoga in your house by watching free YouTube videos. That's how I started out. I couldn't afford a gym membership when I first started out. So I just started out by doing free things too. Um, So yoga is definitely that for me. And then also I think in general, just having a morning routine because with both of our jobs, they are very different from day to day. And I mean, even if you work a nine to five, your day is going to be slightly different and you never know exactly what life is going to throw at you. But I think having a set morning routine with some certain habits that you do um, helps to keep you grounded and feel more organized and ready to take on the day, whatever comes after that. So for me, I like to wake up in the morning and lay in bed for a little bit and like listen to some calming music. I love that. (laughs) I have this like classical playlist on my Spotify that I listen to almost every morning but <laughs> I like to start out my day like kind of slowly and then after that I'll usually drink some water and start my yoga practice um, I like to get it done first thing in the morning but sometimes on the weekends I also like to clean I know that sounds really weird <laughs> but I like waking up in the morning and cleaning things cleaning is so calming yeah it's just yeah it's nice and then you have everything clean and sparkly and you're like ah oh, like my space is organized so my mind can be organized too But yeah, like simple things. I usually drink the same tea every morning. I have this ginger turmeric tea that I'm obsessed with. It's like really spicy. So I drink that every morning when I sit down and I answer my emails. But even something as simple as like just brushing your teeth and having the same morning skincare routine, just washing your face or whatever. I just think some sort of constancy in your life, at least for me as a type A person especially, it helps to bring more order to my whole day. Yeah, and that's something that I noticed when I moved into my new house and everything was different and like my Mm -hmm. routine was all out of whack I just felt like I was literally in the middle of the ocean drowning I I didn't know what to do with myself I felt so stressed and I was like I need to establish a routine but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also it's nice to kind of like change up your routine every once in a while too yeah I I think having some general principles is fine but I also agree that switching things up and keeping things interesting is also a good idea and I mean we all live in a changing world our lives are never going to be exactly the same and I felt the exact same way with moving too but I think an important thing to keep in mind is especially during the transitional phases of your life I like to say to treat yourself with grace I guess to realize that there is a change happening um, and it may be hard for you to adjust to it but don't expect yourself to adjust like from zero to 100 allow yourself to have some time in an adjustment period 
and to go through those emotions. I definitely still struggle with that, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to let yourself move slowly as well. I definitely struggle with like transitional mm-hmm. periods for sure. When change is happening, I'm like, my life is never going to settle down. Like I'm yep. so stressed out. So, that is a hundred percent me. <laughs> I think we're both very similar in, in that regard as well. But I think it's important to note that everyone has moments where they feel like, like you said, they're underwater. And I think we all show our stress yeah. differently as well. And also like social media is a highlight reel. Yeah. I'm not really going to go on YouTube and make a video about, hi guys, I'm so stressed. And I like, people would just complain in the comments. They'd be like, why did you make this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so funny. And also I feel like as introverts we tend to think very deeply and like don't mm-hmm. always just react to things we like internalize everything but on the inside we're like oh my <laughs> yeah. god I just bought a house panicking exactly. yeah I w- you took the words right yeah. out of my mouth I was definitely going to say I internalize everything and I also think as an introvert it's important to realize that you do need the alone time to sort of mentally process everything that you're going through um, because it can be really easy to go out with friends or I mean, during this time of my life, I'm really busy with like moving. I feel like I'm interacting with a lot of people and it's been hard for me to find some Mm -hmm. alone time to recharge. But I also realize that that's what I need in order to feel more grounded and positive as a person in general. Mm -hmm. So I think it is important to, you know, set your foot down for form some firm boundary lines and like allow yourself to have that space. I agree. So going back to something Mm -hmm. you said. So when I do yoga I'll like for a couple months every day I'll do it and I'm like my life has improved a million times best thing ever and then I'll like forget to do it one day and just completely forget Mm -hmm. about it what advice would you give people who want to just maintain consistency and like start a yoga practice that they can be consistent with Mm -hmm. daily uh well I think first of all yoga is different for everyone and I think there are a lot of perceptions online based on popular yoga accounts that you need to be doing handstands and wearing like cute and colorful (laughs) leggings and contorting your body into these abstract things. When in reality, um, I can do some of those things. I can't do a handstand, but that's not what my everyday practice looks like. Like a lot of times I'm really listening to my body and sometimes it's just stretching and sometimes it is more intense. Um, But it also doesn't need to be an hour long. Like maybe it's just 10 to 15 minutes of you doing some of your favorite yoga postures. What really helped me to develop a consistent routine was to do a yoga challenge. I found this free uh, yoga challenge on YouTube. There are a lot of them. Some popular YouTube channels are uh, Yoga with Adrian and Leslie Fightmaster. Yeah, Yeah, they both have really good videos and they're free. Um, And for me, sort of having a challenge where I could check off that I did something every day for a certain amount of time it helped me get into a routine and a habit and then once I did yoga I actually did it for 90 days straight but after I did it for 90 days I was like well I can't see my life not doing this yeah and then so I just incorporated it into my everyday routine I think to make it stick just think about how good you feel when you do yoga. Mm-hmm. And then I think from there, you can find that motivation to encourage yourself to keep doing it. And yoga is for every person, every body, and every age and walk of life. A lot of people say, well, I'm not flexible, so I can't start yoga. But that's the reason why you should start yoga. Yeah, yeah I think it can be really easy to compare yourself to all of the super flexible and bendy people on Instagram. But in reality, if you go to a yoga studio, I'd say the majority of the people don't look like that. They're just everyday people who are making the practice work for them. And at the end of the day, that's what 
yoga is here for. It's here for you. It's not for you to compare yourself to someone else. It's for you to work on your own self-improvement and to get more in tune with your body. And yoga is a, there's the physical, the asana of yoga, which is the physical practice, but there's also a whole other realm of yoga that Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people may not know about where it's all mental and it's more like theory based and it's mindfulness related like meditation. So even if you don't want to do physical things, maybe look more into meditative things or just breathing techniques because that's all related in the realm of yoga too. Yeah. Do you have a meditation practice? That's one thing that I need to work on. I used to have a decent one. And then like, I think it's like most people with yoga, I sort of go through phases where I'm really good at it. And then it's funny because I probably need it the most when I'm stressed. But when I get stressed, that's like the first thing I let go. Yeah. And like, it just, I just set it aside. And I know that I need to get back into it. I find that with meditation, I'll be like, feeling good and then I'm like oh I okay I probably don't need to meditate today like it probably won't make a huge difference because I'm feeling good and then I like slowly stop feeling so good and then I'm like shit I should have been meditating this whole time everyone goes through phases and I think the most important thing is realizing when you fall out of something and then Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to come back into it okay so something that someone asked for me to talk about in an episode that I feel like is a good question for you is how to get re-inspired and re-motivated in life and I feel like obviously everyone has different jobs and different lives but especially for people Mm -hmm. like us who are we work for ourselves where we have to be our own motivation and like our own inspiration. So where do you get inspiration from for just like your daily habits and stuff like that? So I think that I feel the most inspired when I'm the least amount of stress. So like I was saying earlier, I think having a yoga practice and then doing little things throughout the day to help keep you less stressed. It definitely my mind feels more free. So sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's really important to take a step back from the social media realm because sometimes I feel like it's like a vortex and you just get sucked in and it's all you think about. For me, I also love to spend time outside. Uh, It's definitely hard in the winter and I think that's kind of why I felt more stressed in the winter. But getting some fresh air and just being able to decompress and I feel like being in an open space, like your house Mm -hmm. is closed walls and if it's cloudy and gray outside, you sort of feel confined in like a little area. But if you go outside, go to the great outdoors and I think just like Sometimes taking a step back and objectively looking at your life, too. I mean, this may sound silly, but sometimes the littlest things will make me happy. Like, I'm like, wow, that leaf is really cool on that tree. Or like, oh, my neighbor's plant bloomed. Like, how cool is that? How neat is nature? <laughs> it's like that that one little flower has so much science behind it, and it looks so beautiful. And it's like sometimes we just walk by and don't even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I like to take a step back and focus on the little things. Like, even when I'm driving and I'm stuck in traffic, I'm like, this is the worst. But then I'll like look at the skyline. I'm like, well, the sun is really pretty today. If you actively choose to be positive or look at things more positively and appreciate your surroundings I think that can make a huge difference and I think when you feel more positive you act you feel more inspired too that's a good point about kind of like reframing the way you look at things things like when you're stuck in traffic or like if you miss an appointment just the little life things that happen to everyone if you can just flip your perspective and look at it in a different way then that overall creates a more positive person and makes your life more positive too totally and I do think it's a conscious decision like I'm not saying it's it's easy I think you have to have the mental capacity to realize that you're in a negative rut or you're thinking negatively about something Mm -hmm. and be willing to turn it into a positive thing for me sometimes I'll write like a positive quote and I'll stick it on my mirror or something as a reminder or I'll put something on a letter board putting little things in your life that remind you to do that is also a good idea. That's a really good point. So, okay. What are your three, I guess we kind of touched on this, but what would be like your three self-care 
tips. If someone was like, I want to start being more mindful about like caring for myself, what are three Mm -hmm. kind of like tips that you have for them? I definitely think moving your body is important. So I would say find a form of movement that brings you joy. That could literally be having a dance party for five minutes or it could be doing yoga or like going to the gym. Find something that makes you happy that's related to movement and exercise. Another tip would be to find meaning in your everyday routine um, because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes self-care and wellness can seem overwhelming, but honestly, brushing your teeth is self-care. Like taking a shower is self-care. So taking a step back and like reframing it, feel the hot water on your skin and like how it feels really nice or Mm -hmm. how good your teeth feel after you brush them. I just think like being cognizant and aware of those little things that you're already doing in your everyday routine can help you feel more appreciative of life overall. I don't know. I think my other favorite way to practice self-care is sometimes just to sit down and relax and do nothing. Like allow yourself to just sit there and be fully present in the moment. Maybe you're playing some relaxing music or maybe you light a candle or maybe you just like sit there and lay in your bed. But allowing yourself to just not have anything to worry about or to look at, I think that really helps to make me more calm and focused and all this stuff can be totally free or you can add things to it like music and essential oils and stuff but I think Mm -hmm. that everyone no matter their income or their busyness level or where they are in life I think they're able to do those things. I love that because it's just such a good point to bring up that like that is a form of self-care and that's something that you really should make time for is relaxing and like Mm -hmm. doing nothing. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit to back when you said having a dance party because it reminded me of on your Instagram how you talk about that you guys go dancing every week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. What is that? I want to know. I'm so curious like what the experience is like. Okay. So it's called Ecstatic Dance. And if you ever, when, not if when you come to visit me in Portland <laughs> yeah I'll take you um so my boyfriend Dylan and I go every Sunday mm-hmm. it's from uh 11 a.m to 12 30 so it's like in the morning it's yeah. not like a rave or a daybreaker <laughs> or anything like that um he's been going longer than me and I remember actually it was the day after our first date he was like so I go to this dance thing in the mornings if you want to join they just kind of play music and you move however you want and I was like that sounds like the weirdest thing I have ever <laughs> heard of oh but no I well I actually texted him and was like uh maybe maybe some other time I'm okay but you basically for us we go to this large ballroom and it's people from all walks of life like actually I'm probably one of the younger people there there are some people who are like in their 70s like there's this one really awesome grandpa guy who wears ballet slippers and pajamas every time but they basically play it's really hard to describe it's not like It's kind of like yoga music, but sometimes it's not. It's just Mm -hmm. like usually music without vocals and you just move your body however you want. So everyone is dancing and like doing their own thing and like moving in their own different ways. And it's kind of really beautiful to see like human bodies moving and expressing themselves in a wide variety of ways. When I first went, I was obviously really nervous because I'm a pretty shy person and I I don't really like to dance because I always think people are judging me. Um, But then once I went and I saw everyone was dancing, it's kind of like going to the gym. I realized that like no one was looking at me and nobody cared what I was doing because they were focused on expressing themselves. And then I slowly started to warm up to it. And then by the end, I was like, oh, I love this. I'm going to come every week. Like, I think it's a great way to just like relieve Uh, all my stress. I made friends with the guy with the ballet slippers and pajama pants. Uh, He's a really cool guy. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, it's like a really just it's a fun way to express yourself. And I know it's definitely not for everyone. Um, And it's also the most like Portland thing I think I've ever done because there are definitely (laughs) some very 
uh, for lack of a better word, like hippie people who wear like these really cool tie dye pants. Some people bring like their hula hoops and dance with them. Like That's it's really cool. cool. Yeah, it's a definitely a unique experience. But I would recommend that everyone try it at least once. And even if you're shy and you don't like to dance, it's a cool thing to go to because they encourage people to just sit there and observe too. It's a really welcoming and like warm space. That's amazing. I feel like pushing yourself mm-hmm. in situations like that to get out of your comfort zone is like essential. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my whole life I've been pretty shy and introverted, but I found that the more I challenge myself to do things that make me uncomfortable that I know I'm ultimately going to like, like the more positive things that I have gotten from it. For anyone who's listening who's in Portland who wants to try if anyone does live in the area they should send me a message and i'll I'll give them the details but there are there are tons of people who are just there doing their own thing like not really interacting with people the whole time and i think they just use it as their own thing and then there are other people who form giant circles every time and so yeah there's something there for everyone okay i have one last thing that i wanted to talk about and that is how you deal with negativity Mm -hmm. when you like want to put a bubble around you and like have your little bubble of positivity and people are trying to pop that bubble of whether it's like comments on YouTube, which I know we both get, um, or even just like people in your personal life Mm -hmm. who might be like kind of an energy suck or like have negative energy. How do you make sure that you aren't too affected by that? Or like when you are affected, how do you bounce back from that? Yeah, I think I definitely get very affected by people's negative energy. Like I notice I have some friends who tend to complain more or maybe gossip more and I notice when I'm around them I tend to do the same things but then I also some friends who are like a genuine ray of sunshine and when I'm with them I just feel like we're so happy and carefree so I, I definitely think I like take on and feel the energies of some other people and I think you ultimately have the right as a person to be happy so if someone is making you feel not so happy or they're not as much of a positive person and you notice you don't feel so great when you're around them I think in most situations like you have the right to distance yourself especially if it's online and social media people are putting content out there for you to consume but there is no shame and unfollowing someone if they are causing like negative effects like to you so i think if it's online notice if there are certain youtube channels or instagram posts or photos in general that maybe are making you feel not as confident about your body or making you question something about your life i think it's important to recognize that and then remove that if possible but sometimes obviously you have friends or like co-workers or family members in your life who are going to be negative or say things and you can't really say you're not in my life anymore bye <laughs> sometimes like if you have a negative family member just realize that that's their perception and their perception doesn't have to affect your reality either like you are in charge of how you are going to react to someone's feelings and how you are going to carry on with the rest of your day so you can choose to let the negative comments affect you or you can choose to you know take a step back take a deep breath and realize that that's something that they have that's going on inside them but you don't have to react to it if you don't want to and I definitely think it's hard to be able to take that mental step back and it definitely takes practice too. But another thing that I like to do is I read this book. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. One of them is don't take anything personally. And I always think of this because sometimes I get stupid YouTube comments, but then there are comments that people will leave on my videos that I find really hurtful and that make me feel bad. What Don Miguel Ruiz says is that if someone says something that offends you and you can just laugh it off, it's not something that you're insecure about. But if it's something that you actually are insecure about, 
about, that's when it negatively affects you. So I think it's also important to realize like what comments are making you feel bad and maybe examine those areas of your life and why are you feeling insecure about that and see if there's anything you can do from that side of things as well. And it's so easy to also to remember the negative comments and not remember the positive ones. So sometimes I think it's good to like actually go back and look at something or realize how many positive things you have going for you in your life and try to focus on those instead of the negative things too. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. And I also think if you're in a negative rut, like you're also going to continue to attract more negative feelings and it's easy to get stuck in that rut. So I think the most important thing is realizing that you're in it and how to get yourself out of it. Yeah. And I think you gave some really good tips today of just like simple practices that you can implement to pull yourself out of a rut. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I think it's also important to realize it's like everyone is going to fall into a rut. Like you are going to have negative Mm -hmm. things that happen to you in life or negative circumstances that are going to make you feel bad. And I think it's okay. I think we just associate feeling sad or feeling angry as bad, but it's still an emotion and you still need to process it and go through it. But the most important thing is that when you're ready and mentally capable, you're able to pick yourself up and start to see the positive things again. That's amazing. I feel like that's a good note to end on. But yeah, thank you so much for being on this episode. I know everyone's going to be really happy to hear from you. And I feel like this was really, this was good for the soul. I liked this talk. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Liv. I had a great time. So thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I was so grateful that Caitlin said yes to being on this episode. I'm really glad that we got to have such a nice chat. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love if you could leave a rating or a review on iTunes. Thank you to all the people who already left reviews, but if you have a spare second, I would love if you could leave one too. That is going to be everything for me today. I hope you are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.